If you have any questions about the book, or you want me to read something, or you want a shout out, or if you just want to contact me, you can email me at moonthenightwing12 at gmail.com. The email will be in the description. Now back to the book. Hello, and welcome back to my podcast. Today we'll be reading Chapter 18 of Wings of Fire, The Dark Secret. Starflight Lair lay curled up on top of his blankets, trying to calm his pounding heart. I've done what I had to do. I warned Glory, now I just have to wait until they rescue me. Survive until they get here. Surely I can do that. Up, snarled Mars here from the doorway. All the dragonettes in the dormitory scrambled to their feet, next spikes bristling. But Mars here's gaze were fixed on the crossy dragonettes. He came forward to stand in front of him. Starflight noticed that flame kept his head down so he didn't have to meet the Nightwing's eyes. Yesterday was stupendously unimpressive, Marcia growled. Starflight glanced over shoulder and saw fierce teeth watching them with an alert expression. Next time you're near that next time you're in that kind of situation, the Nightwing went on, I want to be sure you can fight your way out of it, even without backup. So, today, battle training. Starflight's wings drooped. Battle training was always his least favorite thing. Next time, Viper snapped. I'm not stupid enough to do go to go through that again. Marcia hissed at her. If you would like to take yourself back to the Talons of Peace, too, there's the door. He swept his wings toward the outside. Viper hesitated, scowling, then ducked her head and stopped arguing. My throat hurts, Flame said to Marcia without looking at him. There's water in the trough down there, Marcia waved at the other end of the dormitory. Catch up to us as fast as you can. The others followed Marcia out through the archway. A few moments later, Flame caught up, coughing and scratching his throat. Marcia led them out to the prison. Marcia led them out to the prison cave side of the mountain, where a few rivers of lava flowed as swiftly as if they'd just erupted yesterday. The biggest one. The biggest was the one that ran in front of the Rainwing prison caves. <clears throat> they landed a few lengths away from it, and Starfight spotted guards in every cave mouth, bristling with armor and spears and alarm gongs. I should remember to tell Glory that tonight, he noted. Looks like two guards for every Rainwing prisoner. He saw Marcia and note he saw Marcia and notice the direction of his gaze and hurriedly filled some other thoughts. Aren't we a little close to the lava? Starflight asked, nodding at the golden orange liquid fire that flowed from the top of the mountain. Everywhere on this island is close to lava, Marcia growled. Let's begin with you two. He flicks his tail at Orchard and Flame to Starflight's relief. Try to kill each other and I'll step in when I think it's necessary. Orchard regarded Flame dubiously. Try to kill each other? He said, with no breakfast? Flame flexed his claws. Fine by me. Any rules? There are no rules on the battlefield, Marcia pointed out. Flame immediately leapt at Orchard, his claws slashing across the Mudwing's nose, leaving a bleeding gash. And then he spun and kicked the Mudwing in the chest. Ow! Orchard roared. Ow! Orchard roared, lunging at the Skywing. They grappled on the dark, rocky ground, red and brown scales flashing, and soon smeared with blood. With the lava rivers, with the lava rivers so close, they weren't a lot. There wasn't a lot of room to man- maneuver or get out of the way. 
At one point, a burst of fire from flame nearly singed Starfleet's wings. An orchard stepped on Viper's foot, earning a ferocious hiss. Here, Fate Speaker grabbed Starfleet and tugged him up onto a tall boulder. He sank his claws into the gaps in the rock, nervously eyeing the lava below. Even from up here, he could feel the heat blasting along his scales. His fear should have helped keep him awake, but he was a little dizzy with exhaustion, and the heat made him drowsier. He rubbed his eyes, wondering what would happen if he fell asleep. He guessed he'd either tumble right off the boulder into the lava, or he'd wake up in Marcia's talons dangling over the volcano. He tried to pay attention to the moves the other two dragnets were using. Unlike Clay and Tsunami, he could never figure out what was going on in a fight like this. Everyone was moving too fast. Orchard suddenly burst into the air, winging in a circle round Flynn, yelling, Stop it! I want to stop! Marcia snorted. An opponent on the battlefield wouldn't stop just because you asked them to. He's bleeding pretty seriously, Faith Speaker pointed out. Look at the cut on his wing. Marcier said, hmm, Marcier said, stunning Orchard. All right, muttering you're out, and you're in. He seized Fate's figure's shoulder and threw her toward Flame. The skywing didn't wait to be told twice. He jumped forward and sank his teeth into her neck. Ow! Fate's figure shrieked. She beat her his head with her wings until he let go and fell back and then she clawed at the air in front of his face and darted away. Send me in too, Viper said to Marcia. I want to bite her. I can definitely kill her if you just give me a chance. Go ahead and try, Marcia said, tilting his head at the small night wing. Viper hissed with delight and rushed forward with her tail raised, just like a scorpion attacking. Fate Speaker yelped with dismay and shot behind the boulder, reappearing around the other side as Viper chased her. That's not fair, Starfight cried. Fate's figure against both of them? Battles are never fair in real life. If she doesn't survive, well, we have you. Starfight clenched his talons, watching the rearing shapes below him anxiously. Viper and Flame were both so angry. They hated being here, and he wouldn't be surprised if they took it out on Fate's figure. Flame shot a burst of fire at Fate's figure's snout. She ducked and rolled away, barely escaping before Viper's poisonous tail stabbed into the ground beside her. If she's even scratched by Viper's tail, she could die, Starfight said to Marcia. Maybe not right away, but the infection? He watched the wound Blister had given to Webbs for days as it got worse and worse. Only a particular cactus from the Kingdom of the Sand could reverse the effects, and there certainly wasn't any of it on this island. If you're so worried, jump in yourself, Marcia said. He was studying the fight intently. Skywing, has nobody ever taught you how to hold your fire until it's at maximum temperature? Like this. He shot a bolt of flame over their heads. By the moon's fate, Speaker, stop rolling around and use your claws. Starflight, help me, Fate Speaker yelled. He had no choice. It was beyond terrifying to think of facing Viper's tail and flame sounds, but he couldn't leave her to fight alone. He knew what his friends would do if they were here. He closed his eyes, braced his legs, and vaulted off the boulder onto Flame's back. The skywing roared and twisted, sending Starflight tumbling across the black rocks. Sharp stone edges slashed his scales, and the membranes of his wings. Sharp stones, sharp stone edges slashed his scales and the membrane of his wings. He struggled up, bleeding from several small cuts. 
He saw Viper knock Facebooker to the ground and loom over her with her tail raised. Marsier watched, his claws tapping thoughtfully. Stop! Starflight cried, running at Viper. Leave her alone! This is your fault, Viper hissed at Fate Speaker. I could be back at camp with my parents if it weren't for your stupid tribe. Starfight smashed into Viper just as her tail jabbed down toward Fate Speaker's neck. A sh sharp smell of venom filled his nose and his head collided with one of her wings. As she staggered back, her tail fl flew out. Her tail flew out for balance and sliced neatly across Flame's face. Flame roared with agony, clawing frantically at his snout, and slammed his body forward onto Viper's side. The force of the blow sent her reeling away. Starfight watched in horror as Viper teetered on the edge and then fell with an ear-splitting shriek right into the lava river. No! Marcia roared, leaping forward. But he wasn't reaching for Viper. He seized Flame's head between his tail his talons, glaring at the wounds he had inflicted. Skywing, don't move! Can you see? Flame's only response was a yielding, gurgle sound of agony. Viper! Fate Speaker cried. Starfight followed her to the edge of the river, but the salmon had vanished below the lava. Viper! Fate Speaker screamed. Through his horror, Starfight's brain flashed him a message and he whirled around. Orchard! You can go get her, he yelled. Maybe we can save her if you pull her out right away. Orchard blinked slowly, blinked slow, painfully dull eyes at him. What in the three moons are you talking about? Your scales! Starflight grabbed Orchard for him and tried to drag him toward the lava. The mud wings sat down firmly, as heavy as an entire fortress. Orchard, please, you have fireproof scales. You can go into the lava without getting hurt. You can find her and drag her out. Please, please, just try. Fireproof scales? Fate Speaker said. Because he was born from a red egg, Starfight said. Like in the prophecy, that means fireproof scales. Come on, why aren't you moving? Let go of me, Orchard growled, planting all his limbs even more saltly on the ground. I have no idea if my egg was red or whether my scales are powerful, and I'm certainly not jumping into a pit of lava to find out. But, Starflight protested, but if you're in the prophecy, if you could be the mud ring, then you, then you must have been born from a blood red egg, just like clay. His heart wasn't anymore. He, his heart wasn't in anymore. He turned to look back at the lava, knowing it was already too late. Viper hadn't even come to the surface once. She was gone. Prophecy shamophacy, said Orchard. I wasn't hatched on the brightest night either, so I'm not going to base any life or death decisions on some old words in a scroll. Starflight pivoted slowly to stare at the mudwing. You weren't hatched on the brightest night? He echoed. Orchard shrugged. Neither was he. We had the same hatching day a few weeks before the brightest night. He nodded at Flame, who was curled on the ground now, still making the horrible sounds of Flame, but the sounds pressed to his face. Marsier stood over him, lashing his tail furiously. But Starfight's words failed him. Suddenly, everything seemed a lot clearer, and yet more confusing at the same time. The alternate dragonets weren't real. They couldn't be the dragonets in the prophecy. They were entirely false. An illusion Marsier had tried to create. The giant Nightwing wasn't just tinkering with fate. He was trying to rewrite it entirely.